Let's touch MMA. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Yeah, okay. You got What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. We thank you very much for listening. If you're brand new here, this particular show we like to call Hashtag smack my picks up that's basically amp radio's pick show i am usually joined by the usual cast of characters but i am not joined tonight by the usual cast of characters but if you're new you don't know who those people are so let's get right into it right now i am joined by the first lady of amp radio it's pam from north carolina snap out of it hey hi guys what's going on it is, we are having a heat wave. We're having a heat wave. However, rest of the song goes. Yeah, but it's been hot as you know what out here. But um, great and just a fun weekend of fights last weekend. So let's talk some fights. All right. I, I'm not too sure that there was a great weekend of fights last weekend. Oh, I but uh, I love. I love, I'm sure you did because you had a visitor. So let's talk about that real quickly yeah. before we bring in the star of the show. How was Larone on the visit? Oh, we had a blast. Well, him and Paul went shooting, so they went to the range and got some um, gun therapy. And uh, then I, I made my famous paella, and uh, we just had a good time. I mean, just watched fights all weekend. It was, uh, we just had fun. We're nerdy like that. Well, we good. I'm glad to hear weekend, that. Um, and we had a good time. Yeah. We were missing it, it, you know, uh, showtime. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And then um, Vegas in uh, a week from tomorrow. That's right. So everybody, if you're not following Pam, follow her at P-A-M-D-O-R-A-B-O-X-X. Correct, Pam? Yep, two X's. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in the star of the show as soon as I can find his intro music. Usually we're we're also joined by the boss man himself, DJ Tony, but unfortunately he's not able to be be with us tonight because, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. So let's go ahead and bring in the star of the show. Deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from Waco Rose, I got a new roof. I got a new roof, brother. <laughs> oh, you got a new roof. What a... kind of roof did you get? Well, uh, my old Tiger Strike shingle got all damaged right all the stupid hail and the bad weather here in Texas, so new roof. It looks nice. Wait, where's your roof right on, on fire? On. Oh, the roof. No. The roof. The roof is we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Right? The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. Okay. I, I tore the roof down. <laughs> I tore the roof down. That was awesome. Oh, oh Marco tore it down. I love it. I love it. Ooh. He tore the roof MMA. off the sucker? Let's talk some MMA. Let's talk some MMA. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and cue that music, DJ Tony. We are here tonight to go ahead and talk about Smack My Picks Up, the UFC on ESPN3. I told you guys I would not say these names, but unfortunately, 
DJ Tony sent me the email for tonight, and that's what it says. We are no longer counting fight nights. But it is important to log that it is on ESPN proper. Maybe uh, maybe we have a little Fox main event controversy coming in here. I don't know. Anyway, ESPN3, uh, UFC on ESPN3 is Inganu versus Dos Santos, which will be held June 29th, 2019 at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good God. Super. Granddaddy of them all. I'll tell you what. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get into this. To the heavyweight division we go. Cue that music, DJ Tony. Francis Ngano versus, as I said earlier on, Junior Dos Santos. Let me give you guys the odds right quick before I forget because everybody hey, was making fun odds. of me when I said Exactly. So Francis Ngano coming right. at us as a favorite at a minus 245, Pammy, and Junior Dos Santos uh-huh. coming back at us at a plus 205. So a relatively, in my opinion, close yeah. fight. We'll get Marco's opinion on those odds in a moment. But, Pammy, let's start with you. Yes, uh, what do you got going on here in the main oh, event? Cause this one seems like a big fight, Pammy. This one, uh, you know, we had last weekend, and not everybody was too down with the king on last weekend's UFC fight card, and the zombie came through. But this one seems to have a little excitement behind it. So I'll throw it to you, Pammy. What you got? Well, you know what? The, the thing is um, – and I don't know if it's just me, but excitement, it's like a hidden excitement because I haven't seen, in truth, I have not seen any promos for this fight other than let me look on Twitter and see what's going on this weekend. I've not seen any kind of promo for this fight or any other fight, it just seems to me. But uh, Francis Ngannou and uh, Junior Dos Santos, it's an interesting fight. Um, both of these guys are giants that come in at 6'4". I forgot to look up... Um, Dos Santos, his reach. Uh, Ungano's got an 83-inch reach. Um, Kickboxing and boxing. I question very highly his cardio. Uh, Has one last of his eight, uh, ten losses to Lewis and Stipe, but that loss to Lewis, oh, my God. That was, like, the the worst fight ever. And I think think maybe, what, a whole ten punches was thrown in that whole fight. Uh, you're looking at du- Junior Dos Santos boxing, jiu-jitsu, capoeira. He's won uh, six of his last ten losses to Cipe, Overeem, and Velasquez twice. And, you know, everybody is still, you know, talks about Ungano and his, I mean, KO power. And, yes, he does have that KO power, but that is it. He does have four submissions. But I don't know if it was because he's so big and just lays on people that they can't move, and that's considered a submission. But... I, I still think that, um, man, you look at Junior Dos Santos, and he his his record is just. Um, I just think he is a little bit more talented. I, I think he has more experience. I, I think he has, like like we say, more tools in the toolbox. And um, yeah. I think he's just quicker. I, I, I got to go with Dos Santos, um, underdog. Uh, I'm going to take him by, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the TKO. This is five rounds. Correct. I'm going to do a third round TKO because like I say, I question Ungano's, um, cardio. Okay. Thank you very much. Third round TKO. You're you're welcome. Let me give you that reach, uh, that you wanted on Dos Santos, apparently on the UFC website. Uh, he's listed as a 77-inch reach. 
Oh, wow. Damn. Okay. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If, I, it doesn't say in. It just says 77.00. Okay. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Versus 83 yeah. inches for yeah. Francis and Gano, of course. Sometimes those inches don't matter, uh, you know? Every time we talk I mean, about inches, you always say they matter. I mean, let's go back um, in the – and if you haven't, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, they do, the, but they don't. Shows, in this case, yeah. I mean, in this case, I don't know. I guess I'll, I would give it a pass. Technique. I'm going with technique. <laughs> How about that? Technique over inches. All right. Listen, Pammy, um, I would love to I'm agree with you and go with the number three Junior Dos Santos. If only we had a shirt deal, that would be great. Um against the, the Predator, uh, number two, Francis Ngannou. Guys, um, we, Marco, I, I, maybe you're, you're going to go here as well, but I think that we have seen Francis Ngannou against high-level um, competition, i.e. Um, previous champion of the division. Stipe? I'm to look it up real quick. Stipe. Stipe. Jesus oh, okay. Christ. Stipe. <laughs> Holy crap. Thank you, Pam. He got embarrassed against Stipe, right? Francis got embarrassed against Stipe. And like you said, Pam, the next fight that he had against the Black Beast was terrible. But then he came back and got a big win. And look at Francis Ngannou, I mean, taking on Cain Velasquez, who is a guy who can wrestle, um, maybe we're, we're seeing the evolution of Francis Ngannou. But from what we've seen, Marco, in the past, High-level competition, which Junior is, right, Marco? He's just a little long in the tooth, but he's very good at what he does. He's a very good boxer. He's very good on the ground. But Francis has that big power, Marco, and I think that Francis is going to be able to get to uh, JDS, and he's going to be able to get on that chin, which has been weakened, uh, as we have talked in plenty of other shows, research that we've already said this. JDS is kind of getting to the end of the rope, Marco. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take uh, Inganu, and I'm going to ha- go ahead and take him by second round KO. Marco, what do you got going on here, brother, in the main event? Okay. If you are betting the number for the underdog, you know the Santos will be a good bet. But we're picking out mm-hmm. the winner here of the fight. And uh, look, in, uh, Dos Santos, a yeah, former champion, uh, good, really good boxing for MMA. But one thing about uh, Dos Santos is he gets touched a lot, a lot. I yeah. mean, it's not hard to find his face. Um, one thing we, cannot, we, we can tell about Gano is that if you decide to strike with him, you are doing it at your own peril. We have never seen Dos Santos attend a takedown. He's not a guy that I can take that. See, if he goes to the ground, it's because he, he knocks you down and then he'll finish you. Uh, the, the wrestling part of uh, Dos Santos is not a, he's a strong side, man. And, uh, I mean, for better or for worse, Ngannou, the only wrestler he has lost to was Stephen Miocic. He beat Curtis Blaze and he beat Ken Velasquez, and he beat both of those guys handily. Yep. Curtis Blaze twice and, and Velasquez, you know, just his last fight. Uh, I'm going with Ngannou, man. Uh, don't forget the, that he has faced good strikers before uh, ent- enter Alistair Overeem, and he decapitated a guy. Uh, yeah. He got yeah. kind of speed. He got power. And Junior Dos Santos is way too willing to engage in a freaking firefight with you. That is why he lost to Stephen Miocic in the second fight. 
because he was going to the lights, going to the lights, and when Stephen tried to make made it a brawl, he was way too willing to engage, and he got knocked out. And Ganu uh, is not Gancha anymore. I think all the issues he got with Derek Lewis are gone. And uh, I think uh, he knows that if he touches uh, Dos Santos, he's going to go to sleep. I'm going to pick Ngannou by knockout on the first round in a spectacular fashion. Okay, Pammy, I just had to put you on mute because you, you had some feedback on your phone. Oh, I'm just saying by a, that's just a spectacular as opposed to like unspectacular or meh. <laughs> no, I think that Marco makes sense though, right, Pammy? Sorry, Marco, let's oh, talk yeah, over you real quickly. I think that... So let's go ahead and move on to the flyweight division. We go cue that music, DJ Tony, uh, Juicy Formiga versus uh, Joseph Benavides. And, of course, this is in the uh, fairy tale land of 125 pounds. Marco, I'm going to start with you. Let's throw to you what you've got going on here in the Coleman event of uh, UFC on ESPN3, brother. You might get that fight with your business if he goes to one. But <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and wouldn't that be great? I mean, I would love that, wouldn't you? Megan O'Leary works for the UFC. I mean, I think this is tied with the Dana White. So I'm not having any time soon. But uh, look, this fight happened five years ago. I'm going to be the fourth against Omega five years ago. I know it's been a long yeah. time since that fight happened. Uh, it's a new fight. But I. Uh, there's nothing for me to, to tell me that Formiga has evolved enough to be Benavides uh, as of right now. Uh, oddly enough, number one versus number two, knowing that Henry Segundo is on the men until 2020, you know, he's, he went to surgery, he's, he's not going to fight until uh, early in 2020. This should be a freaking interim bell kind of fight for the fly with that. In a, in a, in a, in a personal war, this should have been the Atlantean Bell title title holder until Seguro can come back. But we're on this day and age where the flyers are still here, but they're like not really like in case of emergency and we need a fight to cover something, break the glass, put a couple of flyways, and we'll keep them there just for kicks and giggles. They're like the sideshow. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the division is still here. This is supposed to be for our number one contendership. Benavides does hold a victory over Seguro, so if he wins this fight, he can make a strong claim to, to work for Seguro and, and finally get that third crack at the title that he it deeply deserves. You know, he has been a number one or number two guy on the division for six, six seven years already. Uh, I'm picking Benavides. Uh, the last time he beat uh, Formiga by decision, I see he's going to see the same route. I mean, Formiga is really good on the ground. But it's not as good as Benavides in the, on, on the standard. And Benavides is going to be able to control the fight. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be all over the place. A lot of the scrambles. Uh, a lot of fast hands. Benavides got a good chance of maybe connecting and hurting Formiga. And probably even knock him out. But I want to see an entertaining fight. So that's what I'm going to pick Benavides with a 30-27 decision. Okay. Um, 30-27. And by the way, Decision. it's a shame. Once, one more thing. It's a shame that Formiga never got a chance for the title, and I see Benavides yeah. is going to bury that chance with this victory on, on this weekend too. All right, Pammy. Um, let's mm-hmm. throw to you before I give my comments. I'm also going to give you guys the odds because neither one of you reminded me to give the odds on this fight. Thanks very much, guys. 
Give us yours, man. Give us yours. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Jonas, okay. so Joseph Benavides coming at us at the favorite uh, uh, at a minus one. 65, of course, all of these odds coming from uh, five dimes. Um, and UCA for Mega uh, at a plus 145, Pammy. So uh, mm-hmm. Marco brings up some good points about this particular fight. But, again, uh, I would okay. like to bring back how long, you know, Benavides is, has had to wait for this fight. Go ahead, Pammy. Okay. Well, this fight, I mean, it is, um, it's actually pretty close. Um Joseph Benavides, nine submissions, 11 decisions, uh, the juicy ant, because, you know, hormiga in Spanish means ant, so, and juicy, so anyway, we'll call him Spanish the juicy word of the day. Ant. Yeah, the juicy ant, uh, 10, 10, subs and thir- 10 subs and 13 decisions, so technically these guys are both decisionators. Um, I was looking at their records, Joseph Benavides, uh, last TKO, was uh, November the 30th, 2018 against Alex Pettis. Other than that, everything was decision. Even a loss was a decision. So, you know what? I've, I am going Joseph Benavides by decision. Okay. I don't and I just wanted to go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I uh, said so I'm not seeing any knockouts here. Uh, the Juicy Ant has no KOs at all. It's all subs <laughs> and, and decisions. So, um like I say, decision for me. Okay. So uh, I just wanted to apologize to uh, Benavides. I forgot that he was in action uh, on uh, January 19th of this year, so he's not really sitting out. Um, okay, guys. So I think you you both are bringing up uh, good points about Benavides. I think that Benavides really is, and should have, as I mentioned earlier when Marco went, that he should have had a title shot yet again. We probably should have run that back the third time um, against uh, Demetrius. Um, I was in favor for that. But, of course, Demetrius is now not in the UFC anymore. We've we've hashtag, or sorry, air quotes, traded him uh, to 1FC. And, of course, Demetrius in action coming up soon. Um I'm going to take Benavides as well. Long story short, guys, I just think that uh, Benavides is really the uh, the more talented fighter. I think that Formega, yeah, he's he's going to be good everywhere. It's going to hopefully be a great fight against uh, you know two guys that are very well matched. But I think Benavides gets this one done. I'm going to take it by second round uh, TKO. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Pammy, let's go ahead and move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show. It's Spotlight Fun of the Night. What you got? All righty. My fight, I think it's going to be interesting and more interesting even so because I am picking, hang on, I'm picking Ricardo Ramos, Ricardo Ramos, or is it Ricardo Ramos? Ricardo. He's, uh, from Brazil, uh, against Journey Newsom. Uh, Ricardo Ramos, twelve yeah. and two. Journey Newsom, seven and one. He's thirty years old. He has no height. He's zero and zero, zero feet and zero inches. Versus Ricardo Ramos, who's five nine. Um, <laughs> both of these guys, um, 
uh, Ramos, three KO, six subs, three decisions. Uh, Trini Nelson, one KO, three subs, three decision. I'm taking Ramos by uh, submission. I think it's going second round submission. Okay. Second round submission for Pammy. Marco, spotlight fight yep. of the night, please. I'm going to the first fight of the whole night. Heavyweight, Maurice yeah. Green versus Diaper Baby, Junior Albini. I want to see Albini yeah. win. Uh, I think the guy is fun for the division. But Brazil needs uh, some new heavyweights, you know, because all their, their, their heavyweight champions and legends are either getting too old or retired already. So, yeah, give me Junior Albini. By knockout on the second round. Okay. All right. So um, let me just give you guys the um, the odds on your fights real quickly. Uh, Ramos Pammy is at a, a minus three thirty five. Um, wow. Journey Newson, yeah, is at a plus two seventy five. And let's go to your fight, uh, Marco Albini uh, and Green are uh, even right now at a minus 110. So that's a push if you're betting on uh, Marco's fight of the night. Um, my money. fight of the night, of course, is going to even money, yeah. My fight of the night is obviously going to be, uh, spotlight fight of the night is obviously going to be uh, the backpack himself, uh, Damian Maya. Um, oh, Damian Maya. He's coming at it. Jansen. Yeah. <laughs> Jansen, that's right. He's coming at us mm-hmm. at a minus 185 and his opponent uh, Anthony Ricardo Ricaro Martin Rocco. at a plus one sixty. Sorry. Rocco. Sorry. Rocco. Rocco. Okay. Sorry. My my bad. Um, I apologize, but I'm still going to take uh, Damian Maya here, the favorite, um, as my spotlight fight of the night. And I think these are the kind of fights, you know, they're really talented fighters that in the Coleman event that kind of get us juiced up for maybe the you know main event that might just end real quickly, but I think um, Maya gets this done uh, second round submission. Amen. All right, guys. We are ahead of schedule, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go to a little bit of Amp Radio Rewind. Marco, or why don't you cue that? Uh, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's go ahead and start with the one question that I had for you, uh, Marco, and I'll start with you because I know that you're not a Bellator fan. Uh, what is happening with Bellator this weekend, man? Uh, so much confusion about where you could watch uh, the main event. Of course, <laughs> what a main event it was because the, the title ended up changing hands. We, I mean, if we go – and just a recap of from last week's show, um, no one won. Everybody picked – uh, Korean Everybody zombie. Sucks. Nobody picked. That's Everybody right. Every, that's correct. Everybody sucks. Trophy. <laughs> that's right. Everybody trophy. gets a little. Everybody gets trophy. a little sash. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you know we all picked Musashi. We all picked the zombie, and of course the Lineker font fight fell through. Um, but Marco, what is going on with Bellator? What happened with this Musashi fight? Because when we talked about it last weekend, um, Musashi, uh, the Musashi fight was supposed to be the main event, but nobody ended up being able to watch it. Uh, so what's going on? Yeah, what was Bellator. going on? I read about that. Bellator I was confused. Going at Bellator, man. Why do you always tell you about Bellator? Bellator is going to Bellator. Last weekend was a clusterfuck. You know, why is it important <laughs> having that, that son 
you're paying for a streaming service to get your fights exclusively on that song, and they're not going to uh, stream the fights because of, uh, like, uh, broadcasting freaking uh, licensing uh, issues with other freaking networks. Was that what it was? That is Can we confirm that that's what it was? That is the question. I've been hearing. And, uh, I mean, and then they gave us two on tape delay, and even on tape delay, tape delay! We cannot see the freaking main event. It is ridiculous, man. All they're doing is undermining the fan base here in the United States. I mean, it's bad enough that Bicon is already torn, to, to, uh, like, torn out of what MMA is. You know, the Paramount Network is not really a network for fights. And uh, they basically gave that, that song the rights to broadcast freaking uh, Velator uh, for almost nothing. I mean, the numbers are given up there for the broadcasting rights for Bellators are laughable compared to the money that the boxes are getting and compared to the money that the, uh, USC got from ESPN, the Bellator money is laughable. But uh, you know what, man? I, the Bellator is making it really, really, really difficult for me to even follow them, and I want to get the match, and I know I shit on them a lot, but I, they got some quality fighters that they sent to me. Look at, like Musashi, like Lovato Jr., that pulled out one of the biggest upsets of the year, but Yep. I don't get to see it. Not even on tape delay, man. I mean, th- th- that is a freaking alea. It's like, like it's more easier than alea. It's like a, an open goal freaking kick. And, man, it pissed me off. I don't know what's going on with Bellator, man. Conker needs to figure it out. Or a biker is going to get rid of Bellator and sell it to that zone. Or whatever they're going to do. Because they're doing, it, they're doing it the wrong way, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, honestly, I'm not too sure what was going on with that. But, again, uh, shout out to the, you know, the title changing hands. You know, unfortunately, you know, I was looking for the news. I was looking for the news, and, and nothing came up. Uh, but Lovato mm-hmm. Jr., I, I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I also thought that, you know, uh, Lovato would be a problem for Musasi, and it turned out that way. But, Pammy, I want to throw it to mm-hmm. you because um, you you were you were alluding to the fact that you didn't you know you were confused about this, but you did say last week that you were going to watch that bare knuckle bo- boxing fight, and I, oh, I don't yes. like to really touch on it. I really don't like to touch on this because ah. I think it's you know low hanging fruit, but it has been very popular, Pammy, in the news right now. I mean, did you watch that fight between? Uh, You know, I did. Hell yeah, I did. Okay, go ahead. And it was funny because it was just still the same thing, drama going back and forth, even before the fight started. Uh, uh, Paulie's camp came in saying that that Artem's hands were wrapped, uh, uh, that the knuckles weren't wrapped far enough, and and so they had to rewrap. And then then, uh, Artem's camp going and saying that Paulie had, like, scented Vaseline on, so they had to take all the Vaseline off and reapply the basketball. So it was just like still back and forth, back and forth. And there was some, you know, some fun fights. Do you remember from the Tough House? I just want to bang, bro. Do you remember the guy? I just want to bang, bro. That He actually fought. <laughs> and he was pretty good. And then um, Lieben, Lieben fought. And, but so the, the, the most, you know, that you're excited and hyped up for this Pauly and Lobov fight, honey, I was trying to keep my eyes open. Lerone fell asleep. That, that's how boring the fight was. Lerone <laughs> freaking fell asleep on the couch. 
And I'm like, and he's just waking me up when the fight starts. So I was like, okay, so that's right. Dude, the fight's on, the fight's on. And that was the, it was so boring. I was expecting like, you know, the bad blood. And I was expecting these guys to just duke it out. And they did not. You know, it was, right. I don't know. But, but it was, it's still fun to watch. I, I'm still digging yeah. it. Uh, Dakota Conquer knocking out Chris Sliman was pretty cool, but uh, when it comes to the the Lova Poly Malanagi fight, I mean, it was what it was. And, uh, did you I see it? it was, yeah, I did, but I, I didn't pay for it though. No, 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 hey, 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 I didn't pay for it. Uh, but uh, did, you know what the the Malanagi and, and Lova fight was great promotion for the, you know, get publicity for the promotion, but I do not know how the hell are they going to replicate this, because this is the most publicity that they're ever going to get, because everybody was talking about this fight, and the fight, yeah. in a way, did yeah. not deli- the fight, the fight did not deliver, mm-hmm. and, and now that Pauli Malanagi lost, you know, he kind of sort of embarrassed himself, because he is the two-time boxing champion, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 who fought the MMA fighter with a 500 record and he lost, uh, and now he's effectively retired. They, 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 BKSC lost their, their golden goose, man. The guy that got all the freaking heat with the corner cam and all that shit, they, they lost that. They're not going to be able to replicate right. this again, dude. So, it's gonna, the, my prediction, and I'm not wishing, I don't wish them any bad, bad man, but uh, they spent way too much money with Polly. They, they pay his seven figures, man. And after Lova got a really good paycheck too, for what the reports are, uh, they're gonna go the way of freaking a uh, elite XC and uh, affliction. They pay way too much money to their fighters, and they eventually flame out. This thing is like a, is that they, they eat sin right now, but it's gonna flame out too, man, because they won't, they, they're not gonna be able to afford the fighters are paying, they're overpaying a little bit too much, and, uh, and they're not gonna get the same publicity that they're gonna they, they got from this fight. And the, 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 I don't know the, the the model they got with all the, all the fighters. If they don't cultivate new fighters and, and make it like something sustainable, it's gonna go away. And it's gonna be a champ because I got it the thing about the previous fight before the main event. There was a good fight before the main event, and then the main event happened. And it kind of sort of was a letdown. Congratulations right. to Loma, Congratulations to Loma, though. He won. Yeah. I mean, he could go either way. I get the first two rounds to Pauli. I get the last two rounds to Loma. And the, the round in between, the third round is the, the one that we can debate who won it. But look, I'm not upset. Love and one. Good for him. Yeah, and uh, guys, uh, I, like, I didn't want to give this any kind of uh, shine, but we, I think we need to talk about it because it was, you know, it was all uh, filler and no killer. Anyways, um, let's move right along, guys. And I wanted to bring in uh, the big boss man himself, coming into the show right now. So I'm going to go ahead and drop his music so that he can comment on the last uh, article on this particular show. The original B-Boy himself, it's Tony Time, bitches. Coming at you late. Sorry, I'm late, and I do give an F. Uh, sorry, guys, hey, management sorry. called, and I had to take care of it. Sorry. Hey, Tony. No, we, it's all good, man. Life gets in no, the way no. sometimes. Go ahead. Your, 
your weight was touching out late, man. <laughs> your uh, I apologize, out. guys. Sorry. It's uh, nah, management it's called it. We, 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 we had a big thing, and then Artem Lobov called me and said, hey, thanks for the cheese because I really stole that one. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Listen, I... I, I really do want to say this, and, and, and we'll move on because you guys are doing a great job. Uh, I just want to say this, and, and, and Marco was right on the money, so was Pam on this. Listen, guys, this piece of crap, BKFC6, got more viewers than Bellator's mess, and that was one hell of probably the best card of that weekend and whatever the UFC is doing. So even though this is a piece of crap, I guarantee you guys, they made more pay-per-view money than the other two combined. Well, as we said, the pay-per-view on that was thirty bucks. Show, yeah, as we said earlier on in the show, DJ Tony, uh, Bellator definitely dropped the ball on this one, guys. I need to move on because we need to get this wrapped up. But DJ Tony, I'm going to throw to you because we're going to uh, highlight um, the performance of the night bonus, of course, from UFC Fight Night. 154, uh, the Korean zombie goes ahead and gets that one done real quick uh, and apparently does it in, you know, um, exquisitely good fashion, you know, not only uh, throwing one, but throwing two and making sure that KO goes. So go ahead, DJ Tony, let's throw to you to recap uh, uh, the Korean zombie doing the zombie things. It's amazing what this guy does, right? Because he was actually, I mean, how much time has he had away versus versus yeah. being in the ring for his career? I don't know what he is, 33, 32, whatever he is. This guy's amazing, you guys. Uh, fights with reckless abandon. I don't know what, what's in his future, and it's interesting what we'll see. I don't know if we're going to do an up-down report or we have actually more stuff uh, on the, than we can handle. But this was the only reason worth watching this entire card, in my opinion. Guys, shout out right. to Andrea KGB Lee and Ashley Spider Monkey Yoder. But this guy's something else. I don't know what the featherweight division holds, but this guy needs a title fight, and it's amazing. First round TKO in 58 seconds, both coming off a loss. Shout out to the zombie. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about it earlier, uh, DJ Tony, that uh, – this pretty much was the only reason to watch the UFC this weekend, uh, despite the text messages or the Twitter messages that Dayton White was sending out to pump up the fights. Um, apparently, he pumped up the first fight of the night. Uh, said that's the way to start a card. Anyways, um, Pammy, let's throw to you, um, mm-hmm. Chan Sung Jung, as a DJ Tony alluded to, the Korean Zombie. When he's got nine fights in the UFC, and of course he's been in the, the UFC for like what nine years. Of course, he had two years off due to military service. But uh, I think that, as we mentioned on this show in previous years, uh, that probably was really good for him because he he was able to let his his brain rest. We we talked about the fact that he had uh, a pretty easy job in the Korean military. But let's throw to you and and talk about this fight because it didn't last very long, did it? No, it didn't last very long, and it was, I mean, it was just, like, it, it was just amazing, and, the, and uh, the crowd support that you had was amazing, too, and, and you know, the, the only yeah. thing that, that that I take away from this is there was so much going on that night 
fight-wise that, that I even almost forgot uh, the, about or what right. the fight was. In, because we, you had um, UFC, you had Bellator, you had uh, bare-knuckle boxing, you had Glory Fights was on that night too. And we were trying to watch everything, and it was just a little bit, I think, of oversaturation of fights, you, you know. Because, I mean, I want to see oh, everything. Good, I don't want to just... You know, I, I want to watch everything, and, and it was kind of like almost like too overstimulating for the mind that you were like, wait, wait, who, who just fought? Was that, you know, you kind of forgot, like, who fought because you saw so many dang fights Saturday. Yeah. No, it's true, and you know? and you had to uh, jump through hoops, right, Pammy, to get through all of the events. Uh, Marco, let's throw to you real quickly for your thoughts on this fight. Uh, what did you think about the performance? Did you think that uh, – you know, it was, you know, a performance that against a guy who was worthy of Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, to jump up to number one contender status, as uh, DJ Tony was saying? Uh, okay, slow your roll of that one. Uh, first of all, there was also a boxing of Fox, right. so there was a lot of fighting going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah the, the, the overall car, man, it was super entertaining. Uh, it was cool that the prelims went to ESPN proper. There was supposed to be an ESPN 2. But they they switched it to ESPN proper, so they got a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, eyeballs on it. Put it that way, just because they were on, on main ESPN. Yeah. Uh, and they, even though there was a lot of fights that went to a decision, oh, oh, most of all of the fights were super entertaining. Randy Brown did really good on the co-main. You know, he, he was the, the co-main by 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 default because you know Lineker default. Uh, by default, yeah, because uh, Lineker uh, had to. A step out because of a cut the day before the weigh-ins. But the main event, dude, right. the Korean zombie got a cold following. I mean, this guy, in the nine years he has been on the USC, is 7-2. and two. He has averaged a fight a year. Not only his own fault, you know, because he's been injured. He got the, uh, the Korean military thing. He only has nine fights within the WEC and the USC round that he got with, with Sufa. And this guy have a cold following like this one. And it was so super cool to see it. The the, the song, his his walker song, perfect. Zombie, give me a break. That was freaking awesome. And uh, the way that he beat Moicano, Moicano ranked number five in the world. Korean zombie coming at number twelve. He he puts Korean zombie immediately on the conversation. The only reason zombie yeah. doesn't doesn't merit the title shot right now is because he's coming off a loss. Of, of Jair Rodriguez, the fight that he was winning until he lost in the last second. And because you got guys like Ortega. Fight of the year contender, that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And knocker of the year contender, too, from last year, right. November of last year. But you got guys like Sabib, Ortega, and you got, of course, Frankie Max fighting for the title soon. And, uh, and you got, of course, Volkanovski yeah. waiting on the wins. I mean, let's not jump off the Volkanovski bandwagon already. We just saw him beat Jose Aldo, and by made it alone, Jose uh, Volkanovski deserves to be the next contender after the Edgar freaking uh, 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 Holloway fight. But I will not be uh, unhappy to see the Korean zombie fight, the winner of uh, Sabid versus freaking Ortega. That would be a great fight for the next guy after the Volkanovski, uh, Volkanovski fight, the winner of Frankie versus Max. But he's on the mix. He's on the conversation. Even a, even a rematch with freaking Jair wouldn't be a bad idea right now because I, I would think that somebody would like to get that one back because he knew he was winning the fight until that freak, freaking elbow from hell 
that knock him out on the last second. Yep. So that's my opinion on that. All right, guys. I mean, a great show. You guys, yeah, it, we broke everything down. Wonderful. Thank you very much, DJ Tony, for joining us at the last minute. But, uh, Pammy, let's throw to you because we, uh-huh. it's time for the Twitter <laughs> follow of the week or guilty pleasures. No, no, I, I, no, I, it's good to hear your voice. I wasn't trying to be uh, manipulative at all. I just, it's great to hear you. Um, Pammy, um, oh, yeah. do you have a guilty pleasure? Do you have a, a, a Twitter follow? Let's throw to you what you got going on. I have been watching, which is, I think it's cool, and I think I told you guys, the Animal Kingdom, is anybody watching Animal Kingdom with Ellen Barkin, and um, it's just a cool show, so I've been to watch that, no. I'm doing The Spanish Princess, which is really cool, so oh, I'm watching The hang Spanish on. Princess. Hang on, let's go back to The Animal Kingdom. Hang on one second, let's go back to Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. what is that available on, Pam? It is on a W, was it W, what is it, the W... WGN. Okay, right? well, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom Put it in your Google awesome. search. What was your second it one? It has nothing to do what with animals. Yeah. It's very TNT, cool. Show. TNT. Very cool. Is it TNT? Okay. TNT. Thank you, DJ yeah, Tony. Yeah, y'all, you need to check it out. It's cool. All right. So, DJ Tony, uh, you joined us late because of life gets in the way, but let's go ahead. Do you have a Twitter follower? Do you have a uh, guilty pleasure of the week? I'll, I'll tell you, it's a guilty pleasure that both you and I watch, and I don't know how the heck we have time on this. Marco may do it, too. Maybe <laughs> Pam does. I know millions of people do it. No, n- not joking. Um, Joe Rogan podcast, guys. This, is, this has become the premier platform for yeah. anyone, period, whether it's a TV show yeah. or, or um, YouTube, whatever. Joe Rogan, shout out to him, man, because he talks about everything under the sun, Politics, you name yeah. it. Um, shout out to Joe Rogan. Um, so my Twitter follow at Joe Hogan. Yeah, don't try to talk to him though, cool. because he won't ever respond because that's not what he does. Um, listen, guys, um, this week uh, Proteus's shower pick, and of course, if you wanted to follow along with Proteus's shower pick, if you are new listener to the show, uh, just go ahead on to YouTube and p- type in P-R-O-D-E-U-S and that'll come up my my uh, my um, my uh, profile will come up and just choose shower picks. Are you showering in Unfortunately, profile? yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, there's no picture of me showering but I could change it to it if that would make you look at it more often, Pammy. <laughs> You know, kind of like, like remember Ernie and Bert when, when, when <laughs> Ernie would sit in the tub with his rubber ducky? That's what you need to do. Rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. Yeah, yeah, you know, see? Yeah, exactly. I got it. I know the song. I'll do it for you. I'll get that out. Anyways, switching gears. Um, the, I put a song on the Shower Picks link um, that is a Polish band. Uh, it's a Polish death metal band, and I'm not going to disgrace their band name or their song name uh, with me trying to pronounce it because I'm not Polish. Uh, it's a good tune. It's a little bit gothic, DJ Tony, like in your Nightwish stuff that you want me to listen to that I don't really like. But Woo-hoo! I'm getting into it because because of of your influence. All right, so let's move along to um, the star of the show so he can close out this show. Marco, do you have a guilty pleasure this week, or do you have uh, a 
Twitter follow that you want to tell us about? What you got going on and close this show up? Well, you know I've been on this rabbit hole of UFOs and stuff. And I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast last week with Bob yep. Lazar, famous from Area 51. That directed me to Netflix and the documentary Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucer. I wanted to check it out. And I was actually super impressed. Uh, you make your own opinion, but, you know, watch it and judge it yourself. Uh, it was really interesting. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and with all the noise that we, we have it lately about this, you know, the uh, Navy aviators and stuff and, and, and naval radar operators telling us that they have seen shit on the West Coast and the East Coast that we're not supposed to, no, nobody's ever supposed to have. You start putting one and one together and two together and like, okay, maybe something is going on here. But, you know, I don't want to sound like freaking any bravo, so that is my guilty pleasure of the week. Follow Tony and I am Tony. Follow producer and produce. Follow Father Pantora Box. Follow me, Amaldo Marco. Follow the show at another NMAcast. Red Hot Review, Stacklehead's Radio on iTunes, Google Play. We are on freaking Black Talk Radio. Give us a nice review. Fight this weekend on ESPN proper. You know what? How to find it. We're going to you guys. Can you get a treat? Enjoy the fights. And just like that, Pammy. Out of here. Bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>